0: Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott.
1: Yes, this is the last time I'll be joining you in my 30s. Oh,
0: oh <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, ship out right before we hit 200, and I was uh, going to have to, you know, get cross. But no, you're, yep, that's right, you are on the last day of your 30s. Mm-hmm. You're officially an old man tomorrow. Yes. Sorry.
1: That's why the grey has started coming in over the last like four years. <laughs> but it's <laughs> so all in the beard, inside. though. Like it's barely in the hair. Like the hair's all all kind of black. It's just the beard's all grey.
0: <laughs> but inside, what age are you?
1: Ah, uh, Seven.
0: <laughs> <Eighteen>. seven.
1: <laughs> Those are very different ages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They all they all kind of meld together.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of things you might do at 18 that you really should not do at 7. <laughs> <laughs> Including this podcast. So, tell everybody what we're going to do.
1: We're going to use my funky Discord bot, which presents us with random word generators when we put a certain command into the DM with it. And we get words, we throw them together, we throw them at each other, we make a game design based off of those words, and then we jump back into doing some more.
0: Yeah. I feel like we brought this board in and it's made our spiel, like, really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing anymore. All right. Uh, let's do it. you to click. Expected pocket dreamed designer okay so there's a big
1: problem out there with a lot of clothes Mm -hmm. namely women's clothing a lot of the time they don't have pockets so the whole story is about like a woman wants to go and find the original designer of the pocket to find out why
0: Oh, it's like a backstory thing. I was, I was, my mind was going towards uh, a designer, and she designs, you know, clothes with pockets, and but they somehow become magical pockets, and then it's like a some sort of platformer game or something where you like pull things out of your pockets. There is a game called
1: Magic Pockets. So, so are you wanting to to recreate Magic Pockets? <laughs>
0: Well I don't know the game Magic Pockets, do I? <laughs> Bitmap Brothers Magic Pockets. P- okay. Well, look. It's a platformer. My my knowledge of 1991 games is obviously slightly lacking, so I never played that one. <laughs> Fine. Alright, so never mind. <laughs> about the magic pockets. What about Mystical Pockets? <laughs> <laughs> what about pockets? sorceral <laughs> pockets? I don't know what that is. No, I
1: kinda I kinda like this this idea of this lady goes into like this this tiny little op shop and finds okay. a beautiful dress. And when she puts it on, she goes, Oh my god, it's so practical and it's got pockets. It's got pockets. Um, and when she puts her hands into the pockets, like she pulls out like a a um I know, a little diary or something like that. And it sort of sets her on an, an adventure.
0: Okay. And it's like the the d- diary of the designer of this dress. Yeah, quite possibly.
1: But it's also any time that she reaches into the pocket, if she needs something, then it's sort of like it's there. Kind of like bringing your magic,
0: magical, mystical pockets in, but it's okay. also like- um, <laughs> All right. I, I appreciate you throwing me that bone. Uh, and if she comes across an angry dog, then that's what she'll pull out of her pocket.
1: Exactly. Or beef jerky when she's hungry
0: for something slightly salty. <laughs> I like the idea then that bringing it into a gameplay point of view, that maybe you've got some option. Like you reach into your pocket and you've got in, in some way you have to decide what to grab, but you don't know what you're grabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm always, I want there to be like, Haptic um,
1: VR, so that yes, you can actually like
0: rum Like, I think, do we use the somehow use the controller rumble? It's like you move <laughs> the hand in a particular direction, and you get a sense of when you're touching something.
1: No, it's when you need those um, those ones that give you the 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 different like the pressure, full response, like the full, the full haptic fingers. feedback. Yeah,
0: I mean that would response. be good. That would be good.
1: Oh my god, it's a gun. <laughs> Well that that's that's what happens any time that you pick up the um you pick up the Oculus controllers, it's like, eh, it's just a gun like usual.
0: <laughs> yeah, they are kind of made for for trigger based things. Uh no, I, I like s I like some way of, of having a choice of what you pull out. Even if it's just there are two useless things and one useful thing at any time well, just for the well, good. You got something in the you got
1: something in the left, you got something in the right. So basically Depending on okay. which pocket you go for, yep. you get a 50-50 chance of whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, <laughs> if, you, mm. if you're trying to sneak up on someone and you've, it's sort of like a 50% chance of you're going to pull out a gun in in like a, <laughs> you know, in a restaurant or something like that. Or you pull out your wallet. Like,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are a few different things. There are a few different things there and we really kind of need to to nail down the gameplay mm-hmm. to, like, decide how these pockets affect things. Because if you're talking, like, first-person shooter, then you can just go a bit comical and it's like, am I going to pull out my pistol or am I going to pull out a uh, fish? Mm-hmm. And it's useless, but you can still throw it at the back, guys. Or, you know, we go more sort of narrative adventure with it and you can still have some comical stuff, but, like, it's is the thing you pull out, like- you can do you can always you'd have to you'd have to always be able to do something with it i guess in that area and it's just yeah i don't know it, it it's more of a gimmick than anything because you're yep. always going to have to give the player a tool to finish to do whatever you need to need them to do yeah
1: um uh, and i think if you've if you've got two solutions in mind for each scenario that you that you're looking at pulling something out of your pockets so maybe you get some sort of rumble saying, Oh, there's there's items available in the pockets. And if you go for right. the left, you know, you pull out your wallet, and if you go for the right, you pull out the gun. And and so that for paying for your meal, the the choice is there that you actually pay for it with money out of the wallet or you you know, shoot the gun into the air and everyone ducks and you done ditch.
0: So I, I guess the thing is though, like can you only pull one thing out of your pockets? Yeah, as, soon, you, as time, soon as you pull that
1: one thing out, you've you've made your decision, and the and the other item disappears as if it never existed.
0: Okay, and so because that can lead obviously to like the player then doesn't essentially doesn't have a choice as to how they handle each situation. It's more, oh, here's the object I've got. How am I going to now like deal with that? Yeah. So I could picture a kind of fun. Adventure game, or something where, yeah, essentially every scene or every decision can play out in two different ways and affect things down the line. But instead of like most games where the player actually has a choice (laughs) (laughs) which to take, it's just random. Well,
1: they do do still have a choice because they can choose to not look for the item right out in front. Like they. if they pull out a gun in a, in a crowded restaurant, people are going to get suspicious. But if they're in the bathroom and then they go to pull out the then they pull out the gun, they go, "Okay, so there's only one way out of here, and it's out through the toilet window because I don't want to be shooting up this place."
0: I guess so. I just feel like the po- the the possibilities for this game are now exploiting exponentially <laughs> <laughs> of how you actually like build a game like this. Um- Whereas uh, I was more thinking of it in, in a bit of a simplistic way of, you know, kind of inventory based point and click in a sense, but each essentially each area has two solutions and, <laughs> you know, may affect things down the line based on which inventory item you end up with. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, you can have some some comedy stuff in there because one of them is, is generally going to be, you know, relatively suited for it. And one of them is just going to be completely out there. And now it's like, oh, fuck, I've got to solve this problem with this wacky, you know, in this wacky way. Um, and then, because then you could really play up that adventure game-ness of it. Like, I like the idea that every 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 time you do this, it's like, am I going to get just what a normal everyday person would do? So, yes, like, pay for it with their wallet. Or am I going to get something that I have to use wild out there adventure game logic <laughs> so it's not necessarily like a gun that's gonna shock in everyone it's like you pull it out and it's like a paperclip i don't know <laughs> a, yeah or or like a fucking little necklace or something i don't know like whatever it's there's no obvious way that you can just do this
1: but by a strange video game logic, use paperclip on person. You find out that oh, oh, this this is like this is a 1922, um, <laughs> you know, paperclip signed by the maker of
0: paperclips, um, signed Johnny signed Johnny Q paperclip bear, with, with, with like <laughs> micro, micrometer engraving. Oh my uh, god! I've really been rare. looking for
1: this for years, and it's like oh shit. <laughs> Guess pockets knew what to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you're hunting down the designer of this, I guess. Yep. Um, and that's the main—that's the main story of just yeah, like, po- hey, thanks for making a dress with pockets. Could you give me one that's just regular pockets and not weird magic pockets that fuck up my day?
1: <laughs> and and the designer goes, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: The designer goes. Now you know why no women's clothes have pockets. It's because it, it, you can't. <laughs> Women can only have magical pockets. It's just the law of the universe. But it but
1: it only comes into play if your whole hand can reach inside a pocket, and if your hand disappears, it goes into a new dimension.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. And the dimension Women's pockets has either, are pocket dimensions. Um, pocket has dimensions. one or
1: two I- items, whether you're gone
0: lefty or righty. <laughs> Maybe we come up with. We're going way too long on this. Maybe you come up with like some sort of like full on you go deep into the lore of like how these pockets work and that they are these dimensional rifts and somehow you like find someone else who's also got a dress and you can like pass things between them. I don't know. Oh, co-op like an- wise, yeah, that'd that'd be fucking cool. Well, I don't necessarily mean. Co- I mean, maybe co-op wise. I guess you could do something interesting with co-op, where you're having to pass items back and forth, but they can only be items that can fit in a pocket.
1: In other words, if you put a broom in, as long as you know the top of the broom is small enough to actually fit inside <laughs> the pocket, it's fine.
0: I mean, if you're continuing with the adventure game logic, then everything fits in a pocket. <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea of
1: of that old, you know, just drop drop the thing into the pocket and just
0: yeah, <laughs> straight down the pocket, straight down the pants. Just carry ladders around and fucking all sorts of shit. All right, three don't click. Informative, indulging, backward element.
1: So my my mind immediately goes to when I read element, the fifth element.
0: Yeah, well my my mind went to the periodic table of elements mm-hmm. and and what like something about what what I mean in that context what is a backward element? Um hang on what's the fifth element of the
1: periodic table? <laughs>
0: uh helium? No, helium's two uh What has five protons? Boron. Okay, so... Boron. um, (laughs) Norob. Norob.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, it turns out that we've had boron backwards the entire time.
0: Um, Well, hang on, hang on, because the only reason you're doing fifth element is because of the, um, the movie. Yeah. Are there other is there another one that would be better backwards I you know, uh, no, Norob
1: norm. is pretty cool. Like try to do I oxygen backwards. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm just- <laughs> you, you're just very negative if you go if you go for
0: oxygen. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, I guess I guess boron is one of the better ones. Yeah. Arsenic's pretty good. Sinesra. Alright, fine. Boring.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think now how the hell would we do, like, aluminium when there's, like, three or four different spellings of it and all this sort of stuff?
0: Yeah, well, and so so many of them would just start with Kmui. They're all eom. <laughs> 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 Mui, Okay. Mui Naru. Um, norob. Nobrak. Wrax <laughs> oh, pretty good. Ned Jordan. Nick Negit Negixo negi, negi. <laughs> Nogra, Nogra's pretty good. Argon. Um yeah,
1: I I can just imagine for Yeah. That okay, we we choose a a couple of them, I think Norob and Nobrak Ooh, okay, they're two. Aliens. This is the adventures.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the adventures of Norob and Nobrak. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So Norob is rather metallic, and Nobrak is is kind of I don't know, rocky or
0: yeah. Leaves leaves uh, black what marks behind it. <laughs> uh, so okay, are these aliens? Are these aliens that for some reason have like received transmissions from Earth, but they've come through backwards, like in like mirrored, um, and so they've named themselves after what they considered, you know, to be important
1: things. Well, it turns out that these aliens are actually. They're part of part of a civilization who um, created the original elements. Like they're made of something not from this dimension. So, oh, so they they, of, like they put stuff together. Um, I.e., N- <laughs> Norob, he um he put together boron. Like he actually created boron, and therefore, okay. like it just so happens that for some reason. When people see these things, they they think- um, They,
0: like, get some of the essence of the person of, who of created the, them, Of the person who like created them.
1: And it just comes into their mind. But it's all backwards.
0: So, these higher dimensional aliens mm-hmm. one day had, like, a working bee and thought, all right, we need to- We're just going to, like, mess around with these uh, particles and shove them together in different combinations and see what happens. We're just going to riff on it. We're just going to jam on it a bit
1: yeah and you know what happened? They accident accidentally let boron and carbon touch in in like a really really bad way, and it exploded the entire universe and that started the big bang basically <laughs> that was the big bang okay so they they're extra dimensional beings and they they've created this universe, so in their world, like you know they're kind of timeless beings that you know these few billion years you know or a hundred billion hmm. years or whatever it's been is nothing to them. It's, it's just another Sunday,
0: but yeah, yeah. this is like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, what if, what if they're like, what if they're like high school kids and this was just like a science, the high school science experiment. Yeah. But, um, it, it's, and they're like, they're oh hu- yeah. Like our, our, our fucking science experiment in science class exploded because we put boron and carbon together uh, and so now we 've got to do detention, and we 've made another one, yeah, and you 're it <laughs> <coughs> um so I kind of like the idea that they 've created this this pocket
1: universe, and it happens to be our universe that they 've created, yep. and so they they find a way of traveling inside to try and find like these these couple of um elements that they can sort of stitch together. And it like, they end up in like, I'm thinking 1980s, like (laughs) America, like middle America. And it's just these, these two aliens trying to get get by in like, you know, they've got big, big hair and all this sort of stuff. And it's just the perfect time because they've got neon lights and all this other stuff on their, (laughs) on their ship. That it's. All right. It looks exactly the same as, as like the 1980s.
0: That's fine. We can do 1980s. I, I I do like this idea, though, that they're, they're just trying to, like, do their assignment. Yeah. And part of the assignment was, like, create your universe, wait around until intelligent life appears, like, go in and visit them and, you know, collect <laughs> nine of the elements that, you know, you created in this universe like, or oh, whatever it is.
1: But were they supposed to Were they supposed to collapse the universe after they do this?
0: Yeah, and then they have to collapse it. And so, this- I think you play someone- I think maybe you meet them. I don't think you play them. No, no, I think no, you meet no. them. You're someone living there and it's- yeah, it's like an adventure, sort of a wacky adventure. These aliens are there. You sort of find out about it. You know, I think 80s works because you give it like a bit of an E.T. vibe or a bit of a- I don't know, cone heads or like a silly yep. thing oh, of, God of damn cone, cone heads. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> you're like trying to, you're trying to fit them in. You have to find like wacky hats for them and stuff, so they can walk down the street. And you like say that they're from out of town or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yes, as the game goes on, you find that if they complete this assignment, then they're going to collapse the universe because they're done with it. Yeah and uh, and I, lo- I and love the fact sort of that they just
1: they don't hide the fact that you know this is this is a high school science experiment for them
0: like no 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 and and they they pretty much at least initially just treat you like insects like yeah. they 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 probably don't even acknowledge your existence um for a while
1: uh, I can't, I just love love the the conversation that's going on between them that we sort of see as Gameplay is it, it appears up there. Going, um, you actually see you know in text, but yeah. because the human doesn't doesn't understand it, but you know the, right, the, right 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 Sorry, sorry of, the
0: player. The, we the player see a translated version. Yeah. But yeah 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 yeah. And you know <laughs> they're
1: kind of like, oh my god, like these things are kind of talking to us. I I think we did well, mate. <laughs>
0: Our Not assignment right. was this is
1: fucking amazing, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nori. Our assignment was just to to have creatures come out of the oceans and like. I think we I think we, know, let we let it simmer for things. I think we left it too. For too long. I think when we went out to smoke, we left it a bit too long, <laughs> and we've actually got intelligent life here. <laughs> oh my what god! Are we do? I think we have to burn it. <laughs> we can't let anyone find out. You know the rules. Anyone who creates a universe with intelligent life, like it has to be protected and and put into a into a museum oh, where they look so after so much it. paperwork. Oh fuck it! We're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna set it aflame. <laughs> Let's find our way out of here. Find the elements we need, and then burn this place to the ground. Um,
1: yeah, so I I love the idea that all the all these different. All these different elements. And they, they look at some of them and they go, that's not what that one's supposed to be called. And it's like, why is it, why is it called Einsteinium? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the Brian's uh, really not going to be happy. <laughs> Brian created that one. That was his design. <laughs> I just love
1: it's that. The it's the only
0: a- thing he did for this group assignment. He just came in and he invented that element and then he nicked off. We did the rest of the work. <laughs> you just give him a normal name. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has
1: got like um, one of the- some of the hardest names to actually actually say. And,
0: <laughs> and then- well, it's because he he meant to call it Nerb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I-
1: I'm just I'm just thinking about how you could actually do this. Um, what sort of what sort of view? I think it's got to be again a, an adventure game sort of sort of view.
0: Yeah, I I think so. Uh, I'm I'm definitely picturing, you know, it's mostly dialogue based. All right, here here's a big question for for a game like this. I think it's very important. Who do we cast as the two aliens? Seth Rogen. <laughs> okay, he's played an alien before. Yep. So that'll work. And. Do we ooh, do we ooh, go back into ooh. the Superbad well and get like a Michael Sarah? Oh, there you go. We both went to Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen are almost too similar in their like. Okay, so, something uh, that we haven't really seen
1: that much of. Seth Rogen and Channing Tatum. Because we're seeing Jonah Hill and and Channing Tatum, and that worked well. So I wonder what Seth Seth Rogen and Channing Tatum would be like.
0: Interesting, interesting. I reckon someone like a Kamal Nanjiani would be good at that. Oh yeah, that would he'd like nail that
1: kind of. You know who I want to play the play the um teacher.
0: Wait, the teacher of the aliens. Of the, or aliens. the, teacher of the-
1: Okay, Alison Hannigan. I think she'd be an an amazing science teacher. She's just got okay. that sort of wacky wackiness to her that she could be, you know, in in like the um, in the full motion scenes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does she just look like a human? Do they just look like humans? Um, I don't know. I think her her name is Nodar. you you
1: think you think she's one of the one of the students who also created a an item
0: no no they that was from when she did the class but now she's a science teacher oh and it got mixed in accidentally (laughs) yeah yeah um okay uh
1: okay so the big bang i i I really want to see like a a visual of one of them going out for you know, having a little bit of an argument and they knock something into the um into the petri dish and the whole thing just explodes. Um, creating like the mini the mini universe that's in the petri dish. Right. Okay. We've said that they intended to
0: though. Now. You did. I originally said that <laughs> <Yes>. they didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but mistake. that's because
0: <laughs> But that's because the idea of them having to create a whole universe
1: is funny. <laughs> it was, is funny.
0: It can still be a mistake, but I think maybe it's more in a mistake of how they go about it. Maybe they put too many elements in, or something. Maybe they were yeah. supposed to create a very simplistic universe that couldn't that could never have created intelligent life because there wasn't enough complexity to it. Mm. But yes, they knocked the carbon and the boron. Was that what we, yeah, yeah? The carbon and
1: the boron in Nobrake's element is just um, is too abundant.
0: Like it. It wasn't. Yes, they put too much. That's it. They put too much carbon in. <laughs> the lid came off. Like they'll sort of sprinkle <laughs> it in. And someone in, else in the class had like played a practical joke on them. <laughs> and uh, it was like a salt shaker, and it all just yeah, got, it all it just all fell out. In and like, oh fuck.
1: <laughs> there was lots of iron like, in there. Quick, well. iron. Because <laughs> obviously, iron you know creates the majority of things. <laughs> In our universe. Uh
0: yeah. Maybe they poured the uh they poured all the iron in all the carbon in because of the practical joke, and then to stabilize it, they had to like up the iron levels. And and it's so it's so like they dis- didn't blow up the whole classroom, but then they like <laughs> reached the equilibrium and it's like, oh shit, okay, we've got this complex universe now. I, I
1: I love the I love the whole the whole running joke is the fact that there's no like Everything is carbon-based life and and all this sort of stuff. And you know Norab is <laughs> Norab is looking around, going, "Where's Where's all the boron stuff?" And it's like it's barely mentioned at
0: all. Like no, <laughs> no one, <laughs> no one ever mentions it. <laughs> just, wait, I've, I've completely lost track of who we who we're having because I think with who was Nori then the iron? Didn't we have the iron? Yeah, that was originally
1: norob was my because of the fifth element yes <laughs> i know yeah. but is norob
0: there <laughs> yeah for- yeah norob's there. Okay. Okay. so there are three of them yeah it's got to be three because you you added nori in but norob was <laughs> no i'm sure you i'm sure you then anyway whatever it doesn't doesn't matter. fucking matter <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're getting
0: lost in the fucking like details. i, I this just time. i
1: just i love that idea of of norob just continually asking people you yeah. know oh <laughs> You know how how much how much do they use how much do they use the fifth element? I was
0: like, e- what's the fifth element? I was like, wait, you mean that movie? <laughs> it's
1: just the joke. It's like I mean, it was no, 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 the most oh, no, important wait, they, one, boron. The <laughs> I, I had a look on your periodic table. It was called boron. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like right there near the start. It's got to be everywhere, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> and he just- he gets down every single time and Iron's like, oh, yeah, mine's mine's around everywhere, being used as, as steel and all this sort of stuff, and he's really happy. <laughs>
0: it's like, I think
1: there's boron in my bones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> boron?
1: Talk about boring.
0: <laughs> boron? More like moron.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so- what happens towards the end they they're trying to find these mystical elements that are actually the the
0: initial building blocks well I, yeah i think essentially because again like their assignment was create a simple universe uh, you know enough to create very basic life that will never you know go below, beyond single cell mi- microbes and- or something yeah Travel in into in there, collect some samples, and get out. Um, it's which just is they
1: went w- on like a, a, a four four point three billion year smoke break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they waited too long, but also they obviously they mixed in more elements and more of the different types of elements, and for whatever reason, we come up with some techno why It makes it that because of that, they have to like it's not as easy for them to then get out. Um, because they have Ooh, to yeah. gather like masses of carbon and iron and boron, like or something, right? They have to in some way build something that in their in their original assignment would have been trivial, of course, because you, you they know that up- the,
1: the mystical element that they need is boron. Like once they get boron, then they can they can break through dimensional borders. Like it hundred percent has to be has to be on the element that they've talked about the entire time as being the most boring element. And no one actually knows about it, and all this sort of stuff turns out to be the most important for these.
0: Well, and th- again, I think it's just more of its relative uh, abundance. Is is it's not very you know common or something? Um, I don't know that it has to be mystical. I think it's more just they created this place and they need to find the particular elements. And yeah, it's more and then and then the gameplay in the story is really just exploring. Because I don't think we even necessarily- I don't think we, like, start with the experiment happening and stuff. No, I no, think no. You, you find that get, out through- You get this- Yeah, you find this out through through interacting with these these aliens and, and hiding them in your house and trying not to let your mar- Like, I think the classic 80s style hmm. thing. And, of course, by the end of it, you know, the aliens have taken a shine to the kids who found them and you know, <laughs> they're like, well, <laughs> okay. we are still going to have to collapse- Yep. The universe, but we'll take another smoke break, so it won't happen for another four billion years. Oh no! I,
1: I was going to say they just—they take the kids with them, and they instantly like collapse the universe as soon as they
0: get back.
1: <laughs> they take the kids back to their world. <laughs> yeah, they go, "Oh, we like you, kids. Tell you what, we're-, we're gonna we're gonna spare you. Oh, thank you. They take them with them. <laughs> 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 they they." I, I just kind of love the idea that they get out into into the into the real world and they just age instantly. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just turn to dust. And they're like, oh. oh right. The timescale. I guess their bodies wouldn't Whoops. be able to handle that. They just age to dust in a fraction of a millisecond. And then the one that's
1: looked like Steve Urkel the whole time goes, did I do that? And they... they Jesus. <laughs> Three to one click. <laughs> Usual marking. Administrative turntable. <laughs> <laughs> so it's DJ school. <laughs> oh, I, I've just got this this vision of of like this, you know, sort of business school um, teacher by day, DJ by night. DJ by <laughs> night. <laughs>
0: Either that, either that or the turntable is like an actual giant turntable with whatever they're marking is on the turntable and like spinning. (laughs) Something to do with like rotating it (laughs) and marking things off.
1: I know. There's just something about, you know, a sort of week in the life of this guy who's, you know, stuck in a dead end job. He's marking the same paper that he has for the last, you know, three years or whatever. Um, Oh, okay.
0: Is it played with the DJ Hero
1: controller? I think (laughs) that's kind of cool, but, um, (laughs) I actually, yeah, I really do like that. But anyway, uh, what I think is he works in like a job in which he teaches a week long course in like administrative work. And so every single week is just day in, day out. It's always, um, every single week is the same. And mm. it just, it plays over a couple of weeks and you sort of get the a normal week the first week. Something weird starts happening in the second week. But, um, you know, his his night career of being a DJ, you know, sort of starts coming into, kind of melding into everything else. And he realizes that his, his life in the end is as a DJ, not as... Not as not as an administrative teacher slash marker. Okay. <laughs>
0: Mundane this- with awesome stuff happening with the DJ Hero. Ah, so there are a few different ways. Like there are a few different ways to do this. Uh, I I kind of like the idea of Have you watched AP Bio? No. It's really good. You should watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but it's about like essentially like a misfit teacher come back to his hometown, Mm -hmm. like, because that's the only place you could get a job. A disgraced teacher, essentially, and is teaching biology, but he doesn't teach these kids fucking anything, and they just come up with wacky plans to, like, try to make his life better that, you know, always fail. But it's up to the third season, and it's kind of at the point where, like, the relationship between the teacher and the class are, like, they kind of like each other now, or at least some of them do, and they're just used to it, and they help out with the plans, and there's different things, so... I was kind of liking the idea of, like, yes, he's teaching this course. It's always boring. But then for some reason, like, he gets this particular class that just, like, inspires him and, like, they they bond in different ways and it inspires him to, yes, like, do his dream of becoming a DJ. While, you know, DJ at night. <laughs> yeah. So, it's almost like the, across the first day, it's literally, like, by the end of that day- it's For some reason, it's this, like, life-changing session because of the particular people in this class, and they're like, yeah, you should just totally do it. It's like, I'm going to do it, and, like, goes out and somehow gets a gig or whatever, or, like, just plays in his fucking- goes out on the street and busks as a DJ or something.
1: I I, I kind of do like the idea that you're handing out papers- and you've got the DJ turntable. So, you know where it's sort of going and you well, got to that like, was my, yeah. you got to like spin it to to throw out the paper. So, you get up to the next that, place and you spin it and you throw out the paper and you get up to the next- That was my f-
0: other direction of it being like, it's very much more tactile and bringing DJ moves into this mundane area in a way where it's like, oh, his DJ brain, like his DJ thoughts are meshing with his mm-hmm. everyday thoughts. So yeah, I guess it depends on on where we want to kind of take that. I mean, uh,
1: going going into the development side of things for a little bit, I know that um, you could see the acceleration and all that sort of stuff quite easily with turning the turning the turntable. You could see like the acceleration and the and the axis oh, going yeah. up and on. So I like the idea of having to spin it and get it to like a certain level or you overshoot and hit hit this kid in the face you know or hit hit this um hit this adult in the face with paper <laughs> <laughs> if you go too sh- too short it goes underneath the table and you've got to reach that and pick it up
0: yeah I, I guess it depends on are we making this some sort of interesting narrative thing and i mean it doesn't have to necessarily have to be one or the other but how do we mesh some sort of narrative about this guy like taking control of his life and becoming a dj dj versus you know relatively kind of arcadey gameplay of throwing papers back at people <laughs> or marking them or whatever. I mean you could make it almost like a rhythm game as he's teaching this class somehow. <laughs> that's,
1: that's something in my mind just goes um through, you know, you're you're telling you're telling the um the class all this stuff and doing doing like a PowerPoint and you you got to like you know hit hit the um hit the different words on on the rhythm and you know you can spin it backwards to <laughs> to go back and slide <laughs> to go backwards <laughs> to go forward a slide
0: yeah i don't know i guess with that i was thinking more of a somewhat traditional rhythm game but you're bringing in elements of like you know come over here to hit the like paper airplane out of the, out of the out of the sky that was flying at you and then go over here cuz someone's asked a question and then like you have to just hit the right lanes or whatever and hit things at the right time i don't know i never just play better so the better that you actually do it the better your um
1: your montage goes the worse that you do it the more like Nitty gritty that he goes down into of the boringness, so so like his his day goes by if you if you get the rhythm right then <laughs> the day's it's like going how faster. far you're,
0: how far in the zone you are yeah, <laughs> and the montage just kind of like the idea well i, I kind of like the idea of uh that the only djing you get to do is during the class, and then at night it just shows you how well you did but you don't <laughs> actually get to play it. I, I'm it's just, all just based on how well you do it. I'm did imagining what
1: you're actually doing is you're mixing, like, um, you're actually mixing the montage song. So if you do a really bad job of mixing the song, then you know he spends too much time down in the nitty gritty rather than sort of moving it on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now we're getting pretty meta. But so, you're saying there's a montage of the classroom with him doing stuff in the classroom and a song over the top, except yeah. he's also <laughs> somehow mixing the montage song. It's like a mashup or something yep. between two different songs. And if you're doing badly, it just, like, grinds to a halt. <laughs> and you see, it, you see just, like,
1: <laughs> so, this is, is what giving. we're
0: actually talking
1: about here. You're <laughs> in a montage. <laughs>
0: Jesus <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's gone all over the place. <laughs> so I think we we click, pull it back and <laughs> click again. <laughs> just sprawl all of our all of our ideas are just like sprawling tonight yeah. a million different directions. Just solo the- tailoring dress luggage
1: <laughs> okay, the dress from the first game. Goes international. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Nah. Um, well, now you find the person who made it. No. Nah. Uh, all right. I'm trying to think of some interesting gameplay around tailoring and whether it's like putting pieces of things together, something to do with sewing and like following the lines of stuff, and then how you might get there. <laughs> like change up the gameplay based on. My, what mind, you just sew. Went,
1: my mind just went to like the trauma. Trauma center mm-hmm. sort of games, mm-hmm. but it's all in tailoring that, like, you gotta, um, you know, get
0: you get like fixing clothes, you're
1: fixing clothes and doing, doing it really quickly. Like, get the patch and put it on here and do, do all the, yeah, um, sewing, all right all the sewer, like cut sewing. And depending yeah, on cut- how you do, depends on the rank that you get. But you've got the story going on in the background that, you know, someone's going, Oh, I want pockets sewn onto my dress. And, <laughs> and you gotta, like, you know, get the material that matches and, I could see that. I could see
0: that. Uh, but yet, maybe you like, put a a like a really game.
1: serious story behind it, like you've got to go, yeah, like um, hyper, you know, hyper serious to offset yes. the com- the comedic idea of
0: of tailoring being, you know, life threatening. Yeah, you're an you're an emergency tailor. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is a VR game. Yeah. Uh, because I like the idea of sort of grabbing your different tools at different times that you need, and then yeah, like running your scissors over to cut an area out, and you can grab that patch, put it on the right spot. Ooh, I,
1: I, I kind of love then, you know, you're doing it on people while, while it's on their body, and therefore if you go too deep, if, if this, you're literally going through their skin, you <laughs> go through their skin. <laughs> and if you, if you're doing a dark suit, you can't tell, but if you're doing a white shirt, you can tell straight away because the the red comes through. Of course, so the people so screaming they kind of they kind of give it away. But um, yeah, I mean you
0: you can't let that distract you. You've got to admit some serious tailoring to do here.
1: Like people people play all the way through those those trauma center games, and you know you can have some amazing like um, you got to get out to the prom
0: because there's thirteen dresses and stuff. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think, well, and so, you had luggage or something, right? Yeah. So, maybe this is some sort of thing where I'm almost picturing you're you're working for or are some sort of, like, super spy or something. Mm -hmm. And so, it's around, like, but you lost your luggage. And so, or your luggage got mixed up. And so you're having to like modify all these other clothes into the uses that you need for these like really intense situations, or that the per- that your like partner needs, or whatever. And so yeah, it's like, well, and just and just to give us a bit more options as well, and as well as just because we it'd be awesome to see. I think your partner is a woman, like she's a she's like the the female James Bond. And so she's gonna need these like fancy dresses and stuff for the you know, to infiltrate the ball or whatever, and she's gonna need and yeah, you have to like oh shit, she got shot three times. <laughs> so I need to like sort the holes in her blouse. <laughs> whatever. Right. <laughs> but you have to make that. you end up having to make these clothes out of like some dude's Hawaiian shirts and tuxedo or something, like because you like it got mixed up and so it's all around you end up with these awesome clothes built built from these you know yeah standard whatever yeah. and maybe pulling in different uh, items and stuff to, to add to
1: it I kind of like the idea that there's there's certain parts in which you can do the opposite of tailoring uh, which is destroying like the henchman's clothes um, so <laughs> right. so you end up you know finding a group of people that are attacking Jane Bond or whatever her name is and yeah and you know, oh, this this will get them. And you you cut like a hole in their um, the the seam on their ass or something like that. And they're, therefore they're they're sort of
0: going, oh my god, I- <laughs>
1: you know, embarrassed. <laughs> I
0: wonder if we just like find contrived reasons for like a level. You've got Jane Bond there, and she's like. Shooting and their henchmen coming or whatever, and for some reason you're just having to like continually sew stuff and fix stuff and like pass it to her, maybe for some reason the i don't know she's sewing fucking gas bombs or something that you inflate i don 't know, <laughs> but to add to the action like to make it really urgent. You've got these people coming. If they get too close, you can, like, throw a pair of scissors at them or whatever. Like, you've got to be concentrating on what's going on as well as what you're actually doing but in But if you of throw the tailoring. scissors, then you you know that you've got to go get them
1: before you can continue.
0: <laughs> well, I think you have some sort of, like, gameplay contrivance to get them back. They, like, respawn after five seconds. Oh, no. They're
1: like Captain America's scissors. And you can just hold up your hand and they go. It
0: <laughs> comes straight yeah, back to you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut, they're the they're, they're, they're like <laughs> Norse, Norse Scissors of the North God <laughs> And they get that
1: That nice big clunk Sort of Sort of sound oh, yeah. Of um Of you know Kratos' Kratos's hammer Coming back into his hand
0: Definitely <laughs> You gotta get that animation right As She it catches the
1: scissors <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit Hand just went back like Half a metre um three to one click. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Touching goody. <laughs> heavier novelty. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I feel like this is in like a candy store or something. Yeah.
1: Or novelty like a- and heavier and candy sort of all come together in a bit of a pinata. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay, I mean, I can see again in in VR. Well, yeah, may,
1: well, maybe I, I'm just wondering whether you're you've gone you've gone to the um, you've gone to the um, pinata store. You've picked up a pinata for your for your daughter or son's birthday, mm-hmm. but it's that typical trope of um, you know what you've actually got is the pinata full of drugs. And the mob is now coming after you because you you've picked up the wrong the wrong one, okay, so they they got your pinata back and they cracked it open in front of the boss, and the boss <laughs> you know has it you know is a diabetic and obviously didn't want all the sugar, he just wanted all the drugs so that you could sell it <laughs> so now they're coming after right. you to where's get the, the
0: get the sugary uh, get get the dr- drug filled pinata yeah. But meanwhile, you thought for some reason they just put raw sugar in there, and you've made it into cookies, and you, the, your daughter is now selling them around town. And <laughs>
1: no, I think I think they found out on the on the way home. Like you're you're traveling on the subway getting home.
0: Okay, so is the hook of the game like you're trying to protect this pinata? You're just then? trying you're like, trying to it- get
1: home, and there's weird people stalking you trying to trying to get your pinata, and
0: you don't know why. Okay. Because I'm just trying to think of what's unique about this game. The the, the pinata is obviously the big thing. Yeah. So, if, is this a game where, like, there's some sort of gameplay mechanic around, like, how damaged the pinata is? Or, like, if it gets hit by different things, you're going to lose stuff from it? Or, like, where I, I, I is think, that I think coming the pinata
1: in? sort of thing, uh, your health is all based on the pinata. And if the pinata cracks open- it's one of those game over sort of things. And then, you know, you respawn with, and you can, um, you know, find like bits of plaster and stuff to, to like repair the pinata yeah, yeah, as you to go like
0: paper mache on the yeah. fly.
1: <laughs> so so the, the whole thing is, you know, it's that typical contrivance of, of, you know, your health bar and, and health pickups, except it's all about the health of the pinata. Okay.
0: And and how are you escaping then? Is this like a stealth game? Are you, is it like a running kind of escape game? Because I feel like you're not going to be fighting and stuff if you're just. Yeah. I, I like the this, idea of you know, the suburban being, being parent.
1: like a running parkour-y sort of game. You start off on the subway, you're going home and then you find, you know, these four people sort of enter from either side right. your carriage. And you start getting weirded out, and you start you walk off the you walk off the subway, and you see that they followed you. So now is this a casual
0: mobile endless runner? And but you add some stuff of like being able to like in some cases you have to like jump, but then throw the piñata over something, so because you know your height is kind of two, you know units. And you need to go through a one-unit slot, so it's like throw it over and- Because then, then the contrivance of the health of the, of the pinata, to me, feels more in place. Only
1: on one condition,
0: yeah. there is an end to it. So, it's not an
1: endless runner. <laughs> it's just a runner. It's it's a runner that has a particular end. Okay. But there's different difficulty levels that you can set, and you can basically make it harder on yourself, and you, you're having to then, you know, jump jump over
0: a busker and, and the crowd. That's is that sort of do you want around that just and, be so you can have more of a narrative arc to it, yeah. or? Okay, I think
1: there needs to be some sort of narrative arc to this to this thing that you know eventually you are going to get home and and you're going to you know give the <laughs> give the pinata to your kid. Which then gets them hooked Sand- on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the end. And so the the next cautionary the next, tale um, episode in this is is about getting them the help that they need. So you you're now carrying the kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're now carrying the kid, and the kid <laughs> It's like throw the kid over an object. Don't smack your kid's head into mob people who are still after you because you fucking <laughs> your kid snorted all their drugs. <laughs> they thought it was whiz fizz. <laughs> <laughs> Got the little plastic spoon that was <laughs> over.
1: Instead of a little plastic spoon there was a little a
0: little metal spoon. And it was Yeah. <laughs> like for you to sniff off a little sniffer yeah. or whatever. One of those coke spoons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we do one click. Let's do one more. <laughs> Nonsense diagnosis. Otherwise injury. i feel like we haven't been doing our word combinations justice tonight because we keep getting all these great matching ones and then our ideas just like go fucking haywire (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: i just i just love the idea of this you know It's got to be a nonsense diagnosis, otherwise severe injury occurs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Are you a doctor, like, doing unethical things, but for the greater good or something? Yeah. You're you're in a
1: clown hospital.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, you know. To broaden it a little. Yeah. Maybe like a circus hospital. Okay. Yeah. Because then we can still have the ridiculous clown injuries, but we can have some other stuff like, you know, acrobats and animal handlers and Mm -hmm. popcorn vendors who, you know, come in with popcorn stuck in their throat or something. Yep, that sounds cool. Um, Okay. And so, is this kind of a- I'm almost picturing this is like a fast-paced VR game- or something, yeah. Around, where around like got- a surgeon
1: simulator sort of thing, where you're doing,
0: or almost like a, almost like a cook serve delicious ish oh, yep. feel, where it's like, okay, you you get a particular ailment, and you just have to do the same thing every time. It's like, oh, the 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 popcorn vendor's come and he's got popcorn stuck in his throat, so you have to like stamp on his toe so he bends over, and then <laughs> whack him on the back, and then it's like, okay, now you healed. Uh, and then yeah, the clown the clown comes and his fucking red nose has fallen off, so you have to like. I don't know. Pick up an apple and or whatever it is. <laughs> Pick up an apple, take a bite and shove it into his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's about like doing it fast enough that these people aren't waiting. Um,
1: okay. So it's kind of like a nonsense or papers, please. That <laughs> You you get more complicated things as you go and, and you, know, you yeah, got to well, make sort sure this person you- isn't allergic to apples. Because <laughs> well, if there are have got multiple, then you've got to use an orange instead.
0: <laughs> I think, like, the Cooks are delicious, though. You've got multiple people coming at once. So, they're, they're, it's almost like, and, and again, I'm picturing in VR. So, you've got maybe, like, five or six sort of spots around you that these people can come up and, you know, tell you what's wrong with them in some way. And it's like, okay, well, I've got to handle you first because that's a quick one. I'll get you out of the way. Uh, this one I need to, like, boil up the fucking- you know, concoction that's going to solve it. So, I'll put that on there. So, it needs to wait. Um, you know, you've got your different ingredients or whatever. So, it's more of that plate spinning sort of deal with things in the right order, time management stuff. But I do like that papers please angle as well of having to sort of do more complicated stuff. Yeah. I guess you get at both. Yeah. You'd go fucking fucking- Why K-like not both? both?
1: Um, well, there's no reason why you couldn't have like time attack mode and- Mm. And, like, um, adventure mode. So, adventure mode is, like, your papers, please sort of thing. And then your time attack is your cook, serve, delicious. Everyone's coming in all at once. It's basically ER. <laughs> ER the
0: game. <laughs> ER VR. <laughs> ER VR. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, I mean, what other things can happen? Okay. So. <laughs> Acrobats with rope burn. Different parts of their body. Yeah, I'm just-
1: I'm trying to think of what are some of the nonsense injuries that could actually occur. Lion
0: tamer, like, stuck in the throat of a lion. (laughs) So, it's actually the lion who's come to you? Yes. Like, I've got this lion tamer in my throat. Can you get it out? (laughs) Or push it down. Either one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. We've got got another lion tamer lined up. Um, end up.
1: (laughs) Good pun. I'll give you that one.
0: Thumbs up. Yeah, I think you, I think you've got the acrobats with like you know swingers rash or something. <laughs> 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 it's like, why were you swinging from there? And, and, I- and then you've then you've got the.
1: Um- <laughs> then you've got the ringmaster's wife who also has swinger's rash, but it's for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're <not> an acrobat.
0: <laughs> Speaking of the ringmaster, he'll come through because his rings got stuck somewhere. He's no, the master he's, of the rings. But- he's, um, Mustache isn't curly enough. It doesn't have that ring shape to it. So. Oh, right. Yeah. You have to get some of the, you have to like heat up the mustache oil. Oh, beard wax is like, you know, you, you gotta yeah. pull
1: in, you know, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> the triggers, the triggers, the triggers and, and place, place you your thumb at the right point and, and you know, sort of
0: shake- And p- just really give it a little- Yeah, it's very accurate simulation, moustache simulation. the, the <laughs> It's groundbreaking moustache <laughs> simulation. Accurate moustache physics. <laughs> yeah. It
1: passed it all over the box. Because that's right, this comes-
0: powered by- This
1: comes in one Nvidia. of those like 1990s, early 2000s, big oh, box-, big box.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to bundle it. It's going to come bundled with the new uh, Oculus Rift, uh, Oculus Quest two. Um, it's it's in the bundle, <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. Spl- you get it splashed all over the the big box. But you open yeah.
1: it up, and it just comes with a coupon for one.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it it's in. very modern in that it's just a code. Um, <laughs> it's a three D <3D>
1: printed. <laughs> <laughs> you it's a c- a 3D you get a code.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get a code that gives you uh, a discount for a three D printer, uh, and then there's also a QR code in there, uh, which you scan, which gives you the model for the v- the unit. Well, yeah. what's, what are you three D printing? Yeah, the, <laughs> the, VR, the, the VR unit. unit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just get, <laughs> you get uh, two lenses and a card in there <laughs> for your discounted 3D printer and QR code for the uh, model. <laughs> yeah. You got to put it all together yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, filament not included.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and still Facebook screw you over by, I don't know, spying on yeah, all stealing your stealing all
0: your information. And uh, I think we'll wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm uh, where you can find all of our previous episodes. There are now, soon we'll be able to say there are hundreds of episodes. Yeah. Because we are coming up very quickly. Uh, In just a couple of episodes on episode number 200, number 200. And it looks like we're not going to be doing anything special for it. (laughs) It's going to be a regular old episode. (laughs) We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. and This is a group of like-minded individuals who all run podcasts about pop culture and video games and sports and role-playing and all sorts of stuff. So, go check some of those out and... uh, if it's still running, I can't remember how long it's going for, check out some of the stuff they're doing during PAX online. So, I know there's a couple things happening.
1: Yeah, I think this will be over by then.
0: <laughs> eh, yeah, probably. It's two
1: weeks time, so.
0: Yeah, but it isn't running for like 10 days. Anyway,
1: I guess it's probably. It's all over. Go go check out all the previous broadcasts. We may show up there in something. Archives. Who knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'd also like it if you could check out the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Search for them on Facebook or Twitter as at AGP Network on Twitter or Australasian Gaming P- Facebook Network <laughs> <laughs> Australasian Gaming Podcast <laughs> Network Facebook. on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank us from KuroDust for graciously g- giving us access to the song Mad Defiance of We're the so so album
0: We were just so lucky to get it. I just couldn't believe when we, the band, gave us the podcast the ability to use that song.
1: For free? free. We didn't even charge ourselves.
0: Like... I did. I charged myself $5,000. But but you spent it straight away. (laughs) That's how you pay for your new PC, isn't it? I just... Well, I just transferred it into my, like, mortgage. It was done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm Knobrack. Uh, no Knobrack. <laughs> That's not one of them. <laughs>